Welcome to AM Now, where we bring you the trending accounting matters we're following. I'm your host, Adam Olson, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Nicole Harger and Matt Fisser. Each bite-sized episode keeps you and your finance and accounting teams in the know. Join us each week as we unpack these issues, topics, and accounting matters now. You're listening to AM Now, an accounting matters podcast. I'm Adam Olson, and I'm taking the week myself, bringing you updates on both the ESG and sustainability front, as well as a recap of the FASB's most recent board meeting last week. So let's jump right in. Last week, FRAG, which helped design the original draft of the recently finalized first set of European Sustainability Reporting Standards, or ESRSs, announced that it is making further strides to help ensure a high level of interoperability, which has become a new buzzword circling the mandatory sustainability reporting landscape. Specifically, in a joint announcement, FRAG and CDP, formerly known as the Carbon Disclosure Project, have forged a strategic alliance aimed at expediting the adoption of European sustainability reporting standards, which, as I mentioned, were greenlit by the European Commission this past July. Under the groundbreaking collaboration, CDP will align its disclosure systems with ESRS, with FRAG providing the necessary technical expertise, access, and guidance. This partnership is poised to enhance market readiness for robust environmental reporting by fast-tracking the implementation of these European sustainability standards. And as a reminder, starting in less than two months in January 2024, ESRS will be applicable for the first wave of reporting entities subject to its scope. The standards encompass a comprehensive framework covering climate change, pollution, water and marine resources, biodiversity, and ecosystems, as well as resource use and circular economy. These standards signify a significant effort to legally mandate companies to report extensive data on their environmental impacts, their risks, and their opportunities. ESRS, as we've talked about previously, also employs that double materiality approach, requiring businesses to report on how climate and environmental changes may affect their operations and value creation, as well as their impact on people and the planet. CDP, already a leading force in disclosure systems covering climate change, forests, and water security, will leverage their collaboration to offer webinars and technical guidance materials to support companies reporting on ESRS data points. Patrick de Camborg, chair of the FREG Sustainability Reporting Board, emphasized the importance of robust environmental data for stakeholders to identify businesses with credible plans to reduce their impacts, and Maxfield Weiss, executive director of CDP Europe, highlighted the global significance of this collaboration, stating that it ensures companies can report through CDP amid rising global standards for environmental disclosure. This collaboration between FRAG and CDP marks a pivotal moment in the push for global environmental reporting standards, promising to level the playing field for companies and strengthen the foundation for a sustainable economy. Sticking with the topic of sustainability and another widely recognized global organization supporting the effectiveness of sustainability reporting, GR or the Global Reporting Initiative, unveiled plans for its upcoming Sustainability Innovation Lab, marking a significant stride in the realm of sustainability reporting as well. Narrowing in on this just a little bit here, GRI has joined forces with the IFRS Foundation as a convening partner for the launch of the Sustainability Innovation Lab. Similar to our last story with CDP, this initiative is designed to empower companies in meeting the ever-evolving demands of sustainability disclosure. The lab will serve as a hub for professional development, for training, and innovative solutions. 
And with a focus on fostering collaboration, the Sustainability Innovation Lab aims to enhance reporting capabilities using both the GRI standards and the IFRS Sustainability Disclosure Standards. Notably, the lab will find its home in Singapore, which reflects the strong interest in sustainability reporting standards in the Asia-Pacific region. The lab, which is scheduled to launch next week on November 20th, will convene global and local partners to tackle emerging sustainability disclosure topics. With over 80% of listed companies in the Asia-Pacific already reporting with GRI, the lab's establishment in Singapore is strategic, offering support to offices throughout the region. Through these collaboration efforts, representatives from the GRI, the ISSB, and other stakeholders will work on developing best practices, concepts, and data-driven solutions. The Sustainability Innovation Lab will also play a pivotal role in building capacity within supply chains, addressing the increasing demand for new information. And the overarching goal of the lab is to guide stakeholders and market participants on their sustainability disclosure journeys, bridging gaps and harmonizing reporting standards globally. It seeks to simplify the reporting process, particularly for those companies that are going to be challenged with reporting on a multi-stakeholder basis. And moving along to our last story of the week, the FASB met on November 8th to continue its discussion on two key projects. Those projects, the targeted improvements to the statements of cash flow and the project on conceptual framework around measurement. For each of these projects, certain tentative decisions were made. For the cash flow project, the board actually made the decision here to add the project to its technical agenda, moving it from its research agenda. As part of the moving the project to the technical agenda, they defined the scope of the project, highlighting it would focus on two things. One, the reorganization and disaggregation of the statement of cash flows for financial institutions to help improve decision usefulness of that statement. And two, the development of a disclosure about an entity's cash interest income received. As part of moving these targeted improvements to the technical agenda, the FASB chair did decide to leave an ongoing project related to cash flows on its research agenda, keeping open the door for further targeted improvement projects on cash flows to be added to the board's technical agenda in future dates. On the conceptual framework project, the board continued its initial deliberations. As part of those discussions, they did decide that Chapter 6, on measurement and part of concept statement number 8's current level of specificity regarding the exit price system is appropriate. They also decided that FASB concept statement number seven, using cash flow information and present value and accounting measurements, will be superseded, and none of the concept statements will be included in the proposed chapter. As next steps for this project, the board directed the staff to draft a proposed concept statement chapter for vote by written ballot. Additionally, the board decided to expose the proposed chapter for public comment for 90 days. And that wraps myself up for this week. We'll be taking next week off here at AM Now to celebrate the Thanksgiving holiday as a firm, but we do want to take the time to express our gratitude to those who tune in, subscribe, and review to our podcast each week uh, and wish you a happy Thanksgiving as well. We'll be back with a fresh episode of AM Now after the holidays, but for now, if you are looking for a deeper dive into what's trending in accounting and finance, check out our other podcast on the Accounting Matters feed on your preferred listening platform. Again, I'm Adam Olson. Thanks for listening to AM Now. We'll see you in a couple weeks. This podcast is for general informational purposes only. Embark makes no representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of the information contained in the podcast series and it should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors. Information discussed in our podcast may also be superseded by new guidance or as new interpretations emerge. 
Listeners are cautioned to carefully evaluate any relevant subsequent authoritative guidance issued.